0: Grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. It's Rob Riles here. Welcome you to the Leader Manager Coach podcast. And as I record this on a fresh and bright January day, this is the first podcast recording of 2019. Now I'm pretty sure that you won't be listening to this at the beginning of January because we have a a schedule of recorded podcasts that are coming out before. But the focus for this podcast is all about creating successful habits. And it is particularly appropriate at this time of year. If the statistics are to be believed, approximately 87% of the population, Now, I'm not sure where the source of this information actually comes from what 87% of the population are believed to actually make New Year's resolutions. Now, I also know that anybody who is into self-development or anybody who is particularly into self-improvement or has got into goal setting and, and such like, whatever you want to call it, often thinks that New Year's resolutions are you know, a little bit kind of, uh, well, you know, you start them on the 1st of January and by the cold light of day on the 9th of January, they've fallen away when the gym membership starts to become expensive and the offer of a family meal with, um, you know, all the nice things that go with that on the Friday night become a little bit too much. So this isn't particularly about New Year's resolutions, but it is about the successful creation of habits. Now, there's a guy called Ryan Holiday. And again, along with people like Brian Johnson, um, along with people like Dan Abrahams, and um, along with people like Jed Davis, who I respect greatly in in the field of coaching, Ryan Holiday is somebody that I greatly respect in terms of his writing, his research on people like Marcus Aurelius and some of the great philosophers. And he's somebody who creates and produces an enormous amount of work, of which I believe a lot of it is of real good quality. And um, I don't mind admitting that I did sign up Um, for Ryan's 14 day habit creation challenge at the beginning of January. And I'm currently in the middle of that. So that's something I've signed up for. If you want to find out more about Ryan Holiday, you know, I encourage you to do so because um, he's, he produces some great work. Now what Ryan did alongside everything else that he does, he produced um, a fantastic article about developing better habits. And there are 13 points in this article that I'm going to, share with you because having read them and having been through them almost all of them resonated with me and I thought you know what this is a gold mine of information about creating better habits so this is not about new year's resolutions because I believe that we live or die by the habits that we have and because life is evolutionary and we don't stand still every day is a new day and every hour is a new day and even every minute is a new minute where we can change our habits and we can make those small incremental baby step improvements that essentially lead us to what it is we want to, we want to achieve. So I'm going to share with you these 13 points and hopefully even if it's March possibly when you, when you listen to this or even April, um, You know, it won't be lost just because it's not the 1st of January. So here we go into these 13 habits because I think they're really great. The first one is something we've talked about before. And we talked about it via Brian Johnson and many other things. And it's think small, really, really small. And Ryan, number one, he quotes a guy called James Clear. And James Clear has a book out called Atomic Habits. Now, anything atomic um obviously relates to the atom and is dealt with via the the microscopic world and the you know the the atom and the nucleus and the electrons and the protons and the neutrons are all things that we cannot say with, see with a naked eye and we have to look and think really really small and Ryan is encouraging encouraging us to emphasize the small changes rather than thinking big now, I think it's it's quite important to make it clear that we're not talking about throwing the book called The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz into the bin and saying it's a load of rubbish. We're not talking about um, dissing, setting big goals. But what we're saying is that the the success that we all strive for, that we want to help other people to achieve is achieved, if we look at nature and if we look at the achievements of anybody who has achieved anything is achieved in extremely small, microscopic incremental baby step bits, you know, animals grow at a certain rate that we can't visibly see. The grass grows and we can't see it grow, but it still grows. Trees grow and we can't still. So I'm sure you get the point. So number one, think really, really small. So what can you do today that will be one micro baby step towards something that you want to achieve. So set your goal and say, right, you know, and today I will, I will do this. And then you may feel like at the end of the day, you can, you can do more. Well, fine, go and do more. But, you know, I think often, and I'm certainly guilty of this, is that I set myself big targets and I'll go and bust a gut to try and achieve it. And maybe haven't achieved that goal at the end of the day, end of the week, and have this feeling of, hmm, I've failed, when actually... I've made great giant steps. It's just that I haven't hit the targets that I've set, probably because I've bitten off more than I can chew. So number one, think small, really, really small. Number two, create a physical reminder. Now, Ryan Holiday is the creator of a coin that he has in his pocket that he is available to purchase. And on this coin is engraved Memento Mori. Now, Memento Mori, I believe, is Latin, and it means remember that we are all going to die. And it's not a negative statement. If you take it in the context that it's meant to be taken, it means make the most of every day. Carpe diem. You know, get up, get on with it, and achieve as much as you possibly can in the hours that you're given. Because although we may think when we're 15, 16, 17, 18, etc, etc, that life's going to go on forever it soon becomes apparent that our our frailties as human beings, as our physicality gives way and the birthdays get seemingly quicker and quicker and quicker that we are here for a relatively short period of time on this particular life. So, you know, create a physical reminder for what it is that you want to do. So coming away from holidays, actual coin, You know, what is it that you want to achieve? So maybe you have a picture above your desk that reminds you of why you're doing what you're doing. Maybe you do have something in your pocket. Maybe you carry a little book around with you. Whatever it is, have something physical that reminds you of what it is you're doing and why you need to do the things you need to do. Okay. Number three, this is a great one, I think, for physical activity um, lay out your supplies. So one of my practices, just to give you a little, a little insight into how this works for me is that I have a yoga practice and this is such a fundamental part of my life that I wouldn't change it. And, you know, however, there are times quite frequently and and, and regularly when I actually don't feel physically like performing or the practice or going through with the practice or starting the practice. Certainly. Now, when I get up in the morning, which is my, my time for doing the yoga practice, I have my clothing that I wear when I do my yoga practice laid out. So I don't have to go and find it and don't have to dig for it because that is just another thing that's probably going to go, Oh, do you know what? I'll leave it today. So it's there in front of me. I have to, I have to physically walk around it and walk past it in order to ignore it. So um, it makes, it's a little tiny thing that makes it, makes it easier. So what can you do to lay out the things that you need? So if you're going to write in a journal every day, let's say your practice is right. I'm going to write one page of a journal every day as an example. Have your journal on your desk, have it open even and have your pen there so that, when you come to it on your desk, your journal is there with your pen. So you have to physically put the pen away and close the journal and put the journal away in order to ignore what you've set yourself as a target. So what can you do as a, in terms of your kit that you need to lay out that will actually help you to just make that something that you do every single day. Number four. Um, Ryan talks about piggybacking new habits on old habits. So, what have, what do you do that's already an ingrained habit? Um, it could be something like you go for a daily walk, or it could be that you have a meeting with a certain member of your work community that you do every single day. And it's just a habit. You don't think about it. It just happens. And you want to start a new habit. So let's say you have a meeting with a certain person every day to discuss the strategy for the day or what needs to be done. And that's on at 9.30. Well, and you want your new habit is, you know, I need to clear my inbox before I go and start my my next project. Let's just say that that's the thing that you want to do. So then as your habit then is as soon as you've finished your meeting at 9.30, in the room that you have your meeting, maybe you just sit down, open your laptop, and deal with your inbox there and then. Because you're in the room and it just becomes a habit. So your old habit then is just extended a little bit, embraces your new habit, and, you know, you have an incremental improvement in your performance. Next one. Surround yourself with good people. Um, I, I don't know whether it was Jim Rohn or it was Goethe or who it was who said, you know, tell me or show me the, the, the people that you spend your time with and I will tell you what your character is or um, you will... Ha- have the net worth, the average net worth of the five people that you spend most of your time with. So it's pretty, maybe I could use the word proven, but it's pretty established in the, you know, in the circles of association and the, the sociology um, circles that whoever you spend your time with, you will start to develop and take on their habits so make sure that you surround yourself as far as possible with people that you want to be like. So if you want to be, you know, a better leader, a better player, a better coach, a better business person, um, a better family member in whatever capacity that is, then, you know, do whatever you can to increase the amount of time you spend with the people you think have good habits and are doing well and you aspire to be like. And at the same time, you know, reduce the time you spend with people who perhaps complain too much or you you don't feel good around. You know, it's as simple as that. And you can do that for five minutes. And if you can increase that by five minutes a day, there we go. That's a baby step towards improvement. Next one, I think it's number six. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Number six, commit to a challenge. Now, how many of us have said to somebody, right, I'm going to do this. And then you come to the point where your emotions tell you that you don't feel like it and you go and do it because you've said, "Mm, I've told X, Y, Z that I'm going to do this. It might be a point proving exercise where you, you know, you actually think, "Mm, I'll be damned if I'm not going to do that. I've told them that I'm going to achieve that and I don't care. I'm doing it because I cannot bear the pain of that person seeing me not achieve what I told them I'm going to do. Or is it because you said you'll meet somebody at a certain time, at a certain place, because you're going to do a certain activity, which is part of your habit that you want to create. And you don't want to let that person down. But if you had decided to go and do it on your own, you could just let yourself off the hook. So, Commit to a challenge. It works. And um, there are a lot of online resources that that, um, I think spar, S-P-A-R, with a um, exclamation mark is one that allows you to commit to an online challenge within a community that will help you to achieve things like that. Number seven, make it interesting. Ultimately, if it's not of interest to you, if what you are doing isn't something that you actually get some pleasure out of and doesn't inspire you in some way. Either you're not pretty passionate about having a, a level of physical fitness or you're not passionate about um, eating the correct food because you don't, you know, you, you don't believe in it or, you know, you haven't got that thing that gives you that great buzz when you do well in your sport or you see somebody achieve something that you've helped, you've coached, etc., etc the chances are that you will not stick at it. So you have to make what it is you're doing relevant to your interests. So make it interesting. Number eight, it's all about the ritual. Again, I'll quote you Brian Johnson, who is a great proponent of rituals. He calls them fundamentals. um, And, you know, he asks the question, What fundamentals have you got in your life that you are the big rocks, if you like? You know, people sometimes say you're going to fill a jar. Put in the big rocks first, the big things that are important to you and all the little things will slip and slide around it. So if you've got a a bucket and you've got to fill it with some some, um, garden rubbish, if you like, or some rubble, You know, put the big ones in first and then tip the little ones in after. Because if you put the little ones in first, it will fill up halfway, and then it will be overflowing and you may not be able to get the big rocks in. So put the big thing, the big ones in first, put the fundamentals in place first. So what are your fundamentals for you that will make the biggest difference in your life? What is the thing, the one thing maybe above everything else that if you did this one thing consistently you did it every day, you did it fundamentally well and you improved on it, would make the biggest difference in your life. Whether that's spiritually, whether that's financially, whether that's, you know, in your, in your physical arena, whatever it is, what's the one thing? Or what are the three things? You know, for me personally, those things are my yoga practice. They are my meditation practice. They are the reading that I do. And, you know, out of everything that, and, 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 you know, spending time with my, with my loved ones or committing time and making sure there is time available to spend with the people that I love. So if I do that, then I, I, everything else is a, is a bonus to me. Um, but if I didn't do those things, life would fill that, those agendas for me and people would email me, people would request things. I'd be doing this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that, which I've done in the past. Spent years doing it and then wonder why after three months I feel frustrated. So what are the big things that you can put in as your ritual that, you know, you would not change unless there is an absolute disaster that needs you to do something that's going to be, you know, a a quadrant one activity that you need to do. Okay. Uh, Number nine, it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. Um... I don't think it has to be an everyday thing. I agree with Ryan. It doesn't have to be every day. If you, if it can be, it can be whatever you want it to be, you know, um, again, this isn't about me. It's about you. What are the habits that you do? I don't do my yoga practice every single day, but I do it very, 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 very regularly. And it has a a systemized regularity to it, but there are, there are days when I don't do it and those days are planned. So if it's not every day, but you know, if it's the once a month. You know, hey, it depends on what the activity is. If it's about a meeting that you need to have with a mentor that you arrange to have once a month, turn up every month. Pay your dues every month, turn up every month. And over time, that will work because it depends what it is. So it doesn't have to be every day. Number 10, focus on yourself. Now, this isn't about being selfish and running over people and ignoring other people. It's basically an embodiment of the principle of get your own house in order or you know, sort your own stuff out before you look at other people and, and, and go about dictating or, or pointing or saying, you know, this is what you should do. So um, you know, the principle of um what you are speaks so loudly, I can't hear what you say is it is also you know, the same thing. So focus on yourself. Get your own house in order. Do what you want others to do. And, you know, you won't be a clanging symbol that people ignore. You will won't often have to say much because your actions will speak a million times louder than your words. So get your own house in order. Do your own habits and everything else will fall into place. Okay. Number 11. This is a great one. Make it about your identity. So, you know, I, I was actually reading something the other day about the embodiment of what it is we want to achieve. And it's, it's related to setting external goals and internal goals. So an external goal might be in your business or in your Area of expertise, you will achieve a certain level. You will be paid X thousand pounds at this point because you will have done so many 10, 5, 18, 25. The numbers are relevant of this activity or you will have won this award by this date or you will have achieved this goal and this award and this certification by this date. It is an external goal which can be validated by the fact that have you done it or have you, have you not? Now there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we have to hold ourselves accountable, but the intrinsic goals are things that are value characteristics. For example, you might decide that the things that are most valuable to you, that are most important to you as characteristics are, for example, honesty responsibility, punctuality, loyalty, etc, etc. They could be anything that's important to you and it's only your opinion that counts. So those are internals or intrinsic goals. And only you know by the way that you feel as to how close or how aligned you are with those things that you've set. And there's some great philosophical work and again, Ryan Holiday is a great proponent of this, and somebody who's written a great deal about it and makes it really simple, who talks about how, you know, some of the great people who've gone through history before us, Abraham Lincoln, for example, and, and some of the great philosophers, the Stoic philosophers like Aurelius, actually lived their life by these intrinsic values and values everything else was just a sub goal of that. So, you know, make it about you because what do you want to be known for? And, you know, um, the, the great, uh, the guy who wrote seven, um, the seven habits of highly successful people, Stephen Covey, he talked about, you know, writing what down the eulogy for you. So, you know, sit down, imagine yourself at your funeral when the person or the people are going to be doing the eulogy about you. What do you want them to say? And from that, you will have your values. You know, this person was this, this person was this because they demonstrated this, because that is what is important to you. So if you make it about your identity, what Ryan's saying is you're much more likely to stick to it. Number 12, nearly there, number 12. I love this one. Keep it simple. You know, life gets more complicated because the availability of information, the availability of technology, the infiltration systems are getting more and more uh, advanced. and, And it's so easy for life to become complicated because we have systems and checks for safety and this and that and the other. And one of the things I think we need to do as people, as individuals, in order to maintain or keep nearer to that sanity level is to keep our own lives simple. I'm going to go back to Brian Johnson again. He talks about a lot of the time how one of the key fundamentals for him is something called a digital shutdown. And I absolutely love this. And I'll be honest with you, I am aiming to have this. In my life, and be better at this, because we are addicted to our digital machinery. You know, you 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 see what your state of mind is like if you do, if you don't have access to your mobile phone, if you cannot check your Twitter account, your LinkedIn account, your Facebook account, your email. How do you feel? Anxious, on edge disrupted, unsettled, unstable, not present. And, you know, that is just an example of, of one part of life that actually is a little bit like the monkey with a machine gun. There's nothing wrong with social media. In fact, social media changes lives for the better. However, social media also destroys people's lives because, you know, you. we all know and we've talked about to to... To to the nth degree, sometimes about how you see people out in social contexts in a group around a table in in a restaurant in a pub, in the car, and everybody is on their mobile phone, engrossed in their own world, and you know without making a judgment on that, what are the negative effects on the communication and the relationships between those people? And that's what I'm trying to say. So keep it simple, so that you know your your daily to-do lists are not enormously long. You've just got three things that you want to focus on today that, you know, if you do these things well, you can switch your computer off at six o'clock. You can put your tools down. You can take your gear off, take your kit off, whatever it is that you do, you know, your sports gear, get it washed, sit down, you know, give your loved one a kiss on the cheek, spend time with your kids, put your, you know, put your comfy clothes on, read your book, done. Okay. Life it's not meant to be complicated. It goes up and down. Sometimes it's complex. Sometimes it's not. But hey, can we aim to keep it simpler? And the last one, number 13, and I make no apologies that there are 13, not particularly superstitious. Pick yourself up when you fall. As Ryan says, the path to self-improvement is rocky. Slipping and tripping are inevitable. You'll forget. You will cheat You'll get sucked into things. You will get down a rabbit hole and you will then wake up and go, oh my days. The worst case scenario is, as you know, I'm guilty of, is you beat yourself up on a consistent basis. So, you know, let's understand that we are frail. We are humans. We will falter. And you know what? Let's just pick ourselves up, dust ourselves down, show some resilience and, Get back on track as best we can and then we will be winning again. So there we go. The 13 real great principles from Ryan Holiday about achieving and creating successful habits. So just to rerun in case I've got the numbers wrong. Number one, think small. Number two, create a physical reminder. Number three, lay out your supplies. Number four, piggyback new habits on old ones. Number five, surround yourself with good people. Number six, commit to a challenge. Seven, make it interesting. Eight, make it about a ritual. Number nine, it doesn't have to be every day. Number 10, focus on yourself, getting your own house in order. Number 11, make it about your identity. Number 12, keep it simple. And 13, pick yourself up when you fall. There we go, Ryan Holiday's 13 Keys to More Successful Habits. I wish you all the best with those, you know, daily incremental baby steps. Hope you make it happen in 2019, folks. Thanks for listening. Always appreciate it. Um, If you want to catch up, it's www.robriles.co.uk. Leader, Manager, Coach, Podcast. I am on Facebook, on Twitter, and um, look forward to speaking to you again. Bye-bye.